you all may know, May is considered Mental Health Month. And so I'm sure y'all were expecting us to talk about this. Of course we're going to touch on Mental Health Awareness Month. All right. Now, did you know May has actually been considered Mental Health Awareness Month since 1949? I did not know that. Imagine 
getting in a car. I didn't want to ride with my own mother, right. let alone my friends. Look, my friends, they can't drive. I'm going to be honest. I'm the best driver out of all of my friends. So she said. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, you know, with them and they driving, I'd be nervous. I'm like, uh, just go without me. <laughs> Bring me something back. Right. But what I will say, through all of that, you know, it would be times where I was just driving. And if I had a flashback or a thought or a feeling, it would just come over me. And so that's what played into you. Into PTSD. Yes. You get into that rig. Getting into that accident caused me to have post-traumatic stress disorder because it's like, even when there's no present sign of fear or danger or anything, just a thought or a flashback would cause me to have a panic attack. Correct. A bad panic attack. And did you know PTSD was actually once known only as shell shock and it only affected war veterans. They, They only treated it as and I, I remember that growing up. Like, I only heard that war veterans had PTSD. You know right. what I'm saying? I didn't even right. know regular people could have that. a normal thing for normal people. Yes, I exactly. mean, not to say people in the military aren't normal, but... I mean, <laughs> right, but they witnessed people getting killed, people getting blown up right yeah. in front of their face. Like, Correct. that. that's enough to send somebody with some PTSD, Correct. you know? Correct. So, with that, um, there's about, actually, 2.2%, which is... 7 million people who are affected by PTSD. And that's not including the people who don't talk about it, because I never went to seek help. Right. I never talked to a therapist or There's so many people out there that's experiencing it and don't know that they're experiencing it. And don't even know. I didn't know. I didn't know until way after. Like, I didn't know it was a name for what I was dealing with or... I just thought... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I thought. I just thought I was scared to drive. Like, why wouldn't I be? But for me, something that really helped me get over that was praying, reading my Bible. And that's another topic, but just praying, getting in the word and motivating myself and saying there's no reason to have fear when there's nothing to be fearful of. Because when you're fearful of something, you're attracting that to yourself and you're only going to get yourself in more trouble than if you just were to let it go. Right. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg, she actually opened up about having PTSD as well because as a child, she witnessed two planes crash mid-sky. And so that obviously had her very scared to fly on a plane. Like, she never even wanted to... If if she tried to touch the road as much as possible, and if she did have to get on a plane, she would have panic attacks. Like, I know what that's like, and so many people know what that's like. Mm -hmm. And even Lady Gaga... She experienced PTSD as well. Wow. So it's a lot of celebrities who experience these type of things and, and they're know, open about it. It doesn't make you not a normal person. No. It's, just, it's, it's happening everywhere. Everyone experiences mm-hmm. it. And it's a normal thing. Everybody right. deals with some sort of mental health disorder. Not everybody, but most people most in this people. world. Normal people. <laughs> I would consider it a normal thing, especially now that people are shedding so much light on it. Because before, people didn't really talk about their mental condition. Correct. Because it's like frowned upon. It's like, you're depressed? You're bipolar? What? You have PTSD? Oh, you crazy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. But it's like, no, now it's normal because everybody goes through that. Mm-hmm. It's been a normal thing. It's been normal. It's just become, I would say it's become like this crazy trend. Yeah. And everybody's starting to be a little bit more open about it. For sure. Um, One thing that I've noticed is 
with celebrities, I feel like they help a lot. By the celebrities talking about their right. mental condition, that helps regular people feel comfortable to talk about their mental condition. Because you see this person that you think is so perfect that mm-hmm. lives this picture-perfect life, They're but you don't too. see what's going on behind them, right. what's going on inside of them, what's going on behind closed doors. Right. Um, and that's with anybody. You'll see this person and you'll think, oh, she's just so beautiful. Um, you know, Her life is perfect. I want her yeah, life. Right. I, I want his be, life. I want to be like her when... Nine times out of ten, she's going through it inside. She's fighting to live, to stay on this earth, to, you know, be okay, period. For sure. I feel like for celebrities, it's easier for them to talk about it Mm -hmm. because they have a support group. Mm -hmm. Their their fans are like, oh, we're here for you, we're here for you. We love you. Yeah, we love you. We want you to be okay so you can continue to... Make music, make movies, right. make art, da da da. But then for regular people, we talk about it and it's like, okay, okay, like quit crying. Right. You know what I'm saying? They treat you like quit crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they treat you like quit crying. And it's like, whoa, you wow. know. And I think we should empathize, empathize more with people because you never know when it could be you. Right. When I was growing up, I never knew. I would experience something like depression, anxiety, wow. PTSD, and all that. And it's crazy because you never know you're going through it, like with me and my depression. I didn't know I was going through a depression. I didn't know anything was wrong with me. I didn't realize I had anger issues. Like, right. I didn't realize that. I thought that was that, just you. Yeah, I just thought that was me. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Re- it took me to become a young adult and realize that this is not a normal. It's not okay. It's not It's not normal for me to be this way. My The way I'm acting out lashing out on people it's yeah. not okay it's not. for me to be this way um <laughs> but i thought it was a normal thing and then you like you said <laughs> the support groups like i didn't have that support like you right. know so it's like exactly wait like what? i thank like, god I for my mother my mother was my biggest support, support system yeah. like friend you know yeah. but what 19 year old can you go to and say girl i got ptsd i'm depressed you know what I'm saying? I didn't know I was depressed until right. after I'm like, oh, I need to get out of this. Right. But what 19-year-old can you go to, like, and open up? They're going to be, like, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, our age, young, you know, millennials, they don't right. they don't relate to that type nah. of stuff. They're going to judge you. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at you crazy. They're going to say, oh, you crazy. You need to you need to go to a crazy house you or something like somebody. that. Right. And it's like, granted... It's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist right. or talking to someone, but it, it also helps when you talk to your friends about what you're going through. And when you have a good support system, support is everything, 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 everything. Man, what? Like, it makes a huge difference. It really does. Um, one of the people who I was just researching, looking up, was Macklemore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's super huge. Um, and he was talking about his addictions, his depression, his mental conditions, and all of that. And how when he was 14, he went in the kitchen, took a shot. He was by himself. He went in the kitchen, took a shot, just so he could see what it's like. Right. He's like, ooh, alcohol, let me see. So he took one shot, he was like, ooh, this feels good. I like this. Yeah, let me yeah. take another one. Okay, this feels good. Right. Let me take two more. Okay, this feels good.
feels good. Next thing you know, he's down. He's down 12 shots. Right. 14 years old, in the kitchen, 12 shots by himself. So it ain't no peer pressure. It's just he's addicted to that feeling now because mm-hmm. he's like, I like how this feels. Yeah. And so many people get addicted to that feeling. feeling of just, like, something other than what you're conditioned to. Mm-hmm. And he also talked about his addiction to heroin, Oxycontin, weed, wow. alcohol, and Oxycontin, for those of you who don't know, is, um, what do they call it? Like, synthetic heroin. Heroin itself is bad enough. I mean, Let me tell you. I don't know. I don't know too much about that. Okay, so with heroin, <laughs> it's something that you shoot up inside of oh. So, you need a needle for that type of stuff. Okay. And the thing about heroin is, once you start it, in order to keep Saying or whatever, yes. in order to keep saying, you gotta keep doing it. You gotta keep doing it because the detox is so brutal. Yes, I now that I do know the detox is very people very go brutal. into shock mm-hmm. like sweating, and yes, hives yes. And jittering, just and shaking, all that. Just like, you know, like so it legit takes over your life, your whole, like, your whole thing. You have you know it once you start it, you have to keep up with that. Yeah, you have to keep up with it, you have to keep up with it, and, and it changes your life because with him. He went to rehab. He would go through phases. And this is similar to a lot of people. I'm using him because a lot of people obviously know him. But a lot of people go through this. A lot of people can relate. I can relate. You know what I'm saying? I never did no Oxycontin, no heroin, or nothing like that. You know, but I feel like we all have our guilty pleasures and our addictions to something or some substance or some alcohol or someone. Mm -hmm. An addiction is an addiction, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of what it's to. But weed too. Weed too. We can't forget about the weed. That's the most popular to me in my world, in my reality. That's the most popular. Yeah. I didn't grow up with no Oxycontin and no heroin and no cocaine. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm from, they don't do that. Well. They don't play with that. I don't know about that because I know a few that we didn't grow up with that, um, mm. <laughs> like, like the white stuff. <laughs> yeah. See? Well, like, in my hood, uh-uh. That's like white people stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it is. Not, not that that's my belief. Mm-hmm. But that's what it was when I was growing up. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Is, like that's how exactly. we look that's how I've always looked at it. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, hell no, I ain't doing that. Right. <laughs> you know, so that just goes into substance abuse and it really honestly limits your creativity. It has negative effects on your relationships with others. Mm-hmm. And it also affects your spirituality because it is not your true being. It's right. something else added to like you basically yeah, to stimulate you. yeah to stimulate you and it's like are you really stimulated because you're hiding from people you don't want to talk to people you you just want to get hot like that's right. all you want to do or you just want to get and drunk sometimes we ignore the fact that that is the case sometimes we ignore the fact that we are trying to just get away get away when why would you want why would you want to get away from like, what reality? are you going through right like who wants i mean sometimes reality can be a pretty stressful but if I don't, you let it, if you let it, I don't feel as though you should allow your life to get so stressful to that the you point where you're relying on from your life, yeah. right? For sure. And uh, Macklemore was actually talking about a friend of his. So he was in rehab with this guy. Ryan was one of his, you know, friends or whatever. The dude was a rapper. He said he wasn't any good, but you know, he was addicted to oxycodone as well. And he, he said he had a very infectious spirit. He would come in a room and talk like, hey, I want to get blown right now, but I'm here. 
talking to y'all so I don't go do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that is important to be transparent. Mm-hmm. But McLemore told the guy, look, if you can go two weeks clean, I'll bring you to the studio with me. We're going to record. Right. So the dude went two weeks clean off Oxycontin. Like you said, that's hard. That's, that's really very hard. hard. Two Let weeks? Tell you. Woo! Two weeks? I, look, I, look. <laughs> what? I be struggling to stop smoking for one week. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Oxycontin, that's like a different type of, that's a, you know, I mean, you can be addicted to anything, but mm-hmm. Oxycontin changes your, like, psychoanalytics, like, it really gets in your mind and does something to you. So, he went two weeks clean, and they went to the studio, mm-hmm. recorded four songs. Like, this was his first time hearing himself on headphones. So, obviously, the dude was stoked. The next day, Ryan's sister calls Macklemore. Ryan overdosed last night. Dang. You know what I'm saying? Like, basically, he was probably celebrating. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, he went, he went two weeks, recorded. He was super lit because he was able to record with Macklemore. You right. know what I'm saying? And he celebrated and overdosed. And that could be any of us. I mean, maybe you can't overdose off weed. Maybe you can't overdose off alcohol. Depending on what kind of weed. Depending that's, on that's synthetic weed. Now that synthetic yeah. stuff, that what it's called? Serenity? Look, I, they I probably got different names for it, but that's yeah. something else. I've heard people get nosebleeds with that mm-hmm. and like hallucinations. One, one guy um, started falling from the mouth. Wow. That's crazy. You know, yeah. this I I went to school with somebody actually too mm-hmm. who one time we was in class and the thing is, this dude He's quiet. Mm-hmm. I had class with him every day. Yes. He's quiet. He came in class. He's always late normally. This day, he was the first one in class. Secondly, normally he never talked. Right. This day, he was over talkative. Mm-hmm. Talking about everything. And we was watching, uh, what's the detective? What's the detective name? Um, Sherlock Holmes. That's okay. it. You know who that is? Sherlock Holmes. That sounds right. Tell me if I'm wrong, y'all. Ah! We was watching Sherlock Holmes, and the dude kept saying, like, off-the-wall stuff, like, man, he he got my friend. Y'all need to call my friend. Y'all need to call my friend. And we was like, what you talking about? Wow. And then we noticed, like, yeah, he bugging because he got up. He was just talking a lot. We knew he was here because dude never talks, okay? <laughs> he was like one of them he was awesome. one of them street dudes that just, you know, come to class, be quiet, mind his business. This day he was talking a lot and then he ended up going to the hospital. I don't know if he ever was the same. Right. So it's like that stuff can really mess, mess you up. up. It's yeah. not worth it. It's not worth it at all. It's not something you want to do. Yeah. For a temporary feeling, because that's exactly what it that's is. That's all it is, and then you're going to be right back to it, right back to it, right, right back to it, and you're never going to truly be satisfied. Correct. And with the substance abuse, I, it was funny because every time I talk to people about today's episode, I would tell them, okay, guys, we're going to talk about mental conditions, depression, anxiety, PTSD. They was like, oh, yeah. That's what's up. I need yeah, to hear that. Yeah. I need to hear that. As <laughs> soon as I told them we was going to talk about substance abuse, it was like, like, uh-uh. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I don't need to hear Hello. that. Hello. <laughs> You're not going to influence me. Right. They was like, no, I don't need to hear that. I'm like, I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, you definitely need to listen because I'm coming from a place of healing and getting over... Prosperity. Something myself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like... 
it's it's you have to be open about it and you have to be honest with yourself first before you can be honest with anyone else. You gotta be honest with yourself. There's so many people that say they're functioning addicts. Wow. And it's like how long are you gonna be functioning? You know what I'm saying? Right. Because if it if it's affecting your creativity, right. your productivity, and your give me another one. Something that rhyme.
taking off from work yep. or being depressed. Yep. Like FMLA or something. Yep. Not not even FMLA. I'm just calling. Just like, oh, I'm calling this, in because I need uh, a mental health day. Uh, I'm not feeling up to, to part. To come I'm not. It. I'm not feeling myself. I can't do it. Wow. And that's just a factor of depression. That's just something because depression does. It makes you want to close yourself off. Right. You don't want to be around. You can't can't participate in your daily activities because you're so down on yourself. Mm -hmm. You're down in the world. You don't want to be here. So. And I think for me too, like you said, depression is, it falls under PTSD. I was depressed as well for a while. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to hang out. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to do nothing. Nope. Nope. I just didn't want to be around nobody that even wanted me to do something. I right. was like, uh-uh, you're not my real friend. <laughs> right. So, I feel as though, I mean, the t- the point of today's discussion was to let everybody know that it is normal. It is normal. It's a very normal thing. Um, And, you know, depression is just a brain disorder. It's a state of mind. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes we, it is a state of mind and it is a disorder at the same time as well, depending on your level of severity. Um, sometimes we lack that serotonin in our brain. Yeah. So we can't control what's going on and how, yeah, our emotions and how we react to things and we just tend to get down on ourselves. So sometimes it's not your fault, but at the same time, it's a state of mind as well because you have every be empowered in yourself to change, to change that. I'm so glad right. you said that. Right. Because you know what I really don't like? I really don't like when they, these doctors, prescribe you these pills mm-hmm. for depression. But then on the symptoms, it say may cause suicidal thoughts. Right. May cause more depression. Like, may cause. I'm trying to get over this. Life. I'm trying like, to get over this. And- you're giving me a pill for depression that's going to cause me, oh, I'll fix your depression, but you're going to have some suicidal thoughts, oh. though. What? So that's what why I'm really so against. Like, I'm so against that. Right. I'm all for healing yourself, curing yourself, and, you know, being a better, being the best you that you can be. So but I feel like, like you say, it's a mental state. And you have the ability to control it, but you have to first come to the decision that I want to do this. Come to the decision that you have a problem. That That's first. That's the first thing. You have to recognize Admit that it. you have... And it's not it, normal. Yes. It's not normal. And I have a problem. I have a problem. I need to get this problem fixed. That's so true. I need to go see somebody. Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. Anybody. You're not even going to a therapist. Go talk to your mama, your granny. Your granny. If you're not comfortable talking to them, talk to your friend. If you got to go talk to a person on the side of the road just to let some release, go you talk to me? them. Just let if somebody know. DM us. Talk to us. Seriously, I'm always, my DMs are always open when it comes to stuff like to that. To stuff I like that. always be there because I know what it's like to have no one. Literally. To talk to and feel like you by yourself it's difficult you feel like nobody's understanding Mm -hmm. but it's like my best one of my friends was telling me the other day um like she just admitted that she was going through depression Mm -hmm. and we knew if you have friends that care about you and that love you and they they really know you they know what you're going through but you gotta be ready to hear what they saying. And I'm not the type of person that's going to push my opinion on you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to wait till you ready. You know what I'm saying? And when you, once you open up to me and let me know that you're ready to talk about it, 
we could talk about it and I'm gonna help you get through it. Correct. And finally she opened up and I was just so happy for her because that's the first step. Mm-hmm. You have to admit it and then we can talk about some solutions. Right. Right, correct. But you gotta recognize when the patterns are off within your life. Yeah, for sure. Some some things that help get over these mental conditions that we experience mm-hmm. would be Obviously, talking to people, like you just said. Correct. Meditating. Meditating is so important. People don't put emphasis on meditation. They tell you, medicate, medicate, medicate. No, 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 no. Let's just meditate. You know what I'm saying? Let's try try what God gave me first. Right. Before we go get these man-made things and put it in our body and expect it to fix something that it didn't didn't create. You know what I'm saying? And also... And this is not to tell anybody not to take your medicine. For, no, no, that's true. <laughs> this is true. I'm not telling y'all don't take your medicine. But I'm just saying, be cautious and be aware. Because sometimes medicine is very helpful. I have family members who've had to take medicine. Now, they stopped eventually because they returned to their normal state. But a lot of times, these medicines make you feel like a zombie. These anxiety pills, yeah. I, I was on those. You know what I'm saying? And they made me feel like dead to the world. Right. It was cool because I wouldn't have panic attacks, but it's mm-hmm. like, I'm still super, I, super I, chill. I have an anxiety med that I am supposed to take, and um, it makes me have more anxiety. Exactly. It's not helping me See? with my anxiety. It makes me, so I, I just don't even take it. Yeah. I mean, and this is me, like I said, this is not me telling anybody to get off <laughs> your meds, but I, I'm in a place in my life now where I'm completely okay. <laughs> right. And I, I'm great without I, that. Yeah, I'm great without that. But you know, sometimes if anything, if your medicine is not right for you, go go back to your doctor and get another one, or go to another doctor. <laughs> um, you know, get a second opinion because these doctors, they're people too. Mm-hmm. They make mistakes. Yep. They misdiagnose things. They they take a couple of things. You know what I'm saying? And they misdiagnose people all the time, all the time. So. Just try the natural method first. That's always my advice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to take my advice. This is just my opinion. Right. But try the natural natural method first. Of course, limit your alcohol. That helps with these disorders and these uh, conditions. Make sure you get enough sleep. Have a healthy diet. I know it's so hard, of course, and it's expensive to eat healthy, blah, blah, blah. But just watch how you eat and exercise. Literally just exercise. Even if it's something simple as walking Exercise, around the block. Yes, because releasing those electrolytes. And endorphins. Your body actually releases natural endorphins. Endorphins right. are basically, I, I, I define them as mood boosters. Mm-hmm. After I work out, I feel very energetic. I feel happy. I feel productive. I feel like, yes, I just accomplished something. So that those are the feelings that you need to keep up. Correct. That will help you not be so down on yourself, down in the dumps, depressed. Because it's like you accomplishing something and you working through something. Yep. So, I mean, that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Yes. Very informative. I hope you guys stuck around until the end. We was a little bit chatty today. Yeah. It don't even seem like we just sat here and talked with y'all for 30 minutes. (laughs) So, I'm glad y'all stuck around to the end. Next week, we're thinking about how we're going to do this. But we're actually going to do a series on commitment. Commitment. Commitment falls into so many different areas in your life. So we're definitely going to talk about that with you guys. Yes, not just commitment to somebody, right? Because when you hear commitment, you probably think commitment to a relationship, a person. But we also want to talk about committing to To yourself. 
committed to your goal, your future, and all that. Like, yay. Committed to our boundaries. <laughs> all yes, that. Yes. All yes. that. Boundaries. <laughs> Boy, they ain't ready to hear about no boundaries. No. <laughs> yes, well, thank you guys for tuning in. We will check with y'all next week. It's your girl Jazz here. And Alexis. Bye. Bye.